You are Locked On Fantasy, your daily NFL fantasy podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Fantasy Football Podcast. As usual, I'm your host, Vinny Iron. When I'm not doing this, I'm writing about NFL and fantasy football for SportingNews.com. And here on Locked On Fantasy Football, we've completed our slow play 17-round, 12-team half-point PPR mock draft. We finished in June, so we got it in there by the end of the month, now we're in July. That means training camp is just around the corner for all 32 NFL teams. We'll get an actual preseason here in 2021 as well. So we know a lot of things are going to shift here in the fantasy football landscape. The values of players and knowing different situations. How battles are playing out. Who looks good in new uniforms. Whether they're free agent or trade acquisitions or rookies. So... All that kind of stuff is going to shake up the board here quite a bit, but we want to know where we were in June here going in. So now that we've got all our 12 teams assembled here in this format, we're going to look at them all and see their rosters, and we'll go straight down the line here, looking position by position, how they assembled their team, what they did really well, what they might have needed to work on here going into the real draft. So again, creatively named teams 1 through 12, we'll break those teams down for you over the course of this wrap-up show here on Lockdown Fantasy Football. I do have to remind you, check out all the great shows here on the network, especially if you have a favorite NFL team, we've got you covered, as well as the national perspective there with Peacock and Williamson, hosted by NFL analyst Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson. Our shows across the Lockdown NFL Network are fantastic, so check out Lockdown NFL. All your favorite teams followed there with our Locked On team-by-team podcast still in full swing here. And they're just going to ramp up again here once training camps open in July. And we'll also be a lot more active for you here as we get closer, look at all different aspects of fantasy football, advanced scouting, all leading up to trying to help you assemble the best possible team when it counts here in September. All right, let's uh, look at our teams here. Let's start with team number one. That seems like a good place to start. So... Quick recap, they started with Christian McCaffrey and Patrick Mahomes as their first two picks, or the first two rounds. That set the tone for their entire draft. So let's look at their team. Patrick Mahomes is their QB1. Later they got Ryan Fitzpatrick as their QB2. No, and you don't really need a lot from Mahomes there, but Fitzpatrick is a solid backup to have in a good Washington offense. You have Christian McCaffrey, Miles Gaskin as your starting running backs for now, but you added depth there's team number one, Javante Williams, the Broncos' promising rookie. And then two pieces of the Bills' backfield, Devin Singletary and Zach Moss. Then you added some insurance for McCaffrey with the rookie Chuba Hubbard from Oklahoma State. In the penultimate round, round 16, the tight end starters, Mark Andrews. At wide receiver, Keenan Allen, round two. Julio Jones, round four. Curtis Samuel, sleeper there in round eight. Then... Looking at the other wide receivers on this team, Nelson Aguilar and Michael Pittman Jr. So some options for sure there. Blake Jarwin, upside tight end two. Patriots defense special teams and Justin Tucker as the kicker. So 
What I really like about this team, you have two potential high-scoring players at their position in McCaffrey and Mahomes. Pretty good headlining start. You're a little hurting at wide receiver because Keenan Allen, I think, is more of a wide receiver too. Julio Jones kind of has to exceed expectations here. Kind of as the number two there behind A.J. Brown for the Titans. So he's got to stay healthy. Allen also has had some injury issues in the past. So a little bit of drop-off there as you uh, went quarterback early on this team. Miles Gaskin did have some injury issues. Javante Williams might have to wait here to take the job away from Melvin Gordon. So clearly the weak spots here are going to be the flex, wide receiver three. Samuel has to pan out in the transition from the Panthers to the Washington football team. But again, you also like Pittman potentially being a big factor for the Colts and Aguilar there. So good hedging the bets there. But certainly it looks like it's going to be a little weak at certain spots. Starting a wide receiver, you drop down maybe to a secondary level. But you also have Mark Andrews. He could see a scale-back roll a little bit with all the wideouts there, there in Baltimore. But overall, I think this is a pretty solid team. Would I feel like it's totally complete to win a championship? I, I think it has certainly potential, especially if McCaffrey and Mahomes can dominate and carry the team and these other guys are complementary and fill the gap. So team number one, I think it did a pretty good job. There's certainly some things that need to work out away from their top two picks that are going to make you feel comfortable. But, yeah, if I, I'd say this is a team that I feel confident that could win a championship, yes, but I think there's some better teams out there from our mock draft. Let's go to team number two. I like the way they started. Dalvin Cook and Najee Harris back-to-back. Back. So take care of the backfield. Two workhorse backs. Harris is going to dominate touches for the Steelers. That's what Mike Tomlin wants. So Cook already does that for the Vikings. So pretty strong backfield. Then taking advantage of a little bit of falling there with the Michael Thomas as the wide receiver one and Adam Thielen as wide receiver two there uh, as the next pick. TJ Hawkinson is your tight end one. DJ Chark rounds out the three starting wide receivers. And Justin Herbert is your QB one. So pretty good picks. Those are all over the first seven rounds taking care of those. For depth at running back, you have Michael Carter, the Jets' promising rookie. There, you have Tyreek Cohen coming back from injury as kind of the scat back and a half-point PPR format has a little bit more value. You came back then with Alexander Madison in round 11 and Benny Snell in round 16. So they've taken care of their handcuffs for the moment. Those would be the guys. Daniel Jones is an upside QB2 there. And rounding out wide receiver, you have Jarvis Landry, Nico Hardman. Some pretty good options there for five wide receivers. Gerald Everett to give some insurance to TJ Hawkinson. Browns, defense, special teams, a lot of buzz about them. And Young Heiku as your kicker. So I think I like this team a little bit better than team number one. I'll tell you why. Because the backfield, again, you want to get those workhorses. I think there's a little bit more value in those workhorses here. Jumping on Harris was big there. Maybe team number one would have probably gone that direction with Harris. But you got a solid backfield. They're going to get a lot of touches. You're going to start those two guys every week. Thomas and Thielen looks like every week, look like every week starts as well as TJ Hawkinson. So you're set there, Justin Herbert. Let's hope he doesn't have a sophomore slump. They're counting on that in round seven here. So pretty good value for Herbert as your QB1. So really not a lot of holes in this team. You're well-rounded. That tells you waiting on a quarterback, not bad here. Jumping on running backs early, not bad. There's some pretty good wide receiver values as well when you know you're taken care of. And Hawkinson, again, was a really good pick here in round five. I think he's going to be a big part of the Lions passing game and have a bigger year than Andrews. So team number two so far looks a little bit better than team number one. I think starting with the two running backs is big 
here. So we want to see the different scenarios. Running back QB, not as good as the running back running back. Well, does that apply to team number three, our next team that we need to analyze? Well, they also went back-to-back here with Derrick Henry and Antonio Gibson. I think Antonio Gibson can have a real special season. They've teased that they want to use him like Christian McCaffrey there. Year two, the training wheels could come off, and the trust is going to be there full-time. Remember, he had to kind of fight for a starting job and position last year with others, but Gibson clearly the lead back here. So good hammer in Henry, a guy that's going to get you the touchdown. Gibson's going to give you some versatility in catching passes. At wide receiver, they went straight down the line here. Allen Robinson, Kenny Galladay. I think Galladay could be really nice in Giants uniform as the number one. A few more mobs to feed, but Galladay's proved to produce. And then he went Deontay Johnson, sneaky, in round five. I think he's going to by far stand out as the Steelers' best wide receiver here with Big Ben coming back. And then Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is being a little bit undervalued here in a lot of leagues, the way that people waited. But I don't think he should go any more lower than QB6 on the board, to be honest. I think QB6, QB7, that's his range for Aaron Rodgers. Good recognition of that for team number three. Based on what we know, he's going to play for the Packers. So we're going to go there. And later they got Joe Burrow to hedge their bets. There, Joe Burrow, an upside QB2, if something were to happen to Rodgers. So knowing what we know in June, that's the way we go. Good depth at running back as well with Ronald Jones there. And then the two handcuffs with a J.D. McKissick and Darrington Evans for respectively uh, Gibson and Henry. Wide receiver four, Jerry Judy. I think he can have a better second year here. You also add Henry Ruggs III, so two Alabama first-round receivers from the AFC West. And then Darius Slayton, not only just good depth there, but if something were to happen to Galladay, Slayton could have a bigger role given the chemistry with Daniel Jones. And a tight end one, good value, waiting until round nine to get Robert Tunyon up there at Packers and also teaming him up with Aaron Rodgers. So, really like it. Uh, you have Hunter Henry as your tight end, too. So, a couple of Henrys, Derek and Hunter on this team. Chargers defense, special teams, and Harrison Butker rounding it out here. So, Chargers, I really like. Brandon Staley could have big influence. They could end up easily as the number one defense with some of the talent they have there on that team. Good depth on this team, protected their assets. Ronald Jones could be solid here when you use a flex, but you also have Judy and Ruggs. So I really think Galladay is pretty consistent there. Robinson underrated here. So, again, I think Team 3 has a little bit more upside. I would trust Team 2 out of the gate, but I think Team 3 with some of the weapons there. So very similar there. It's very hard to separate those teams there in their quality overall. I think Hawkinson, again, what happens with him might be big, and Chark as well. So... It kind of hinges on uh, Team 2, what they get from Hawkinson and Clark. Team number 3 kind of hinges on what you're going to get from Galladay and Deontay Johnson there here in uh, 2021. So the running back, running back teams certainly have a little bit more appeal right now than Team number 1. I'd say I'm still going to give the edge here to uh, Team number 2, just with some of the upside and having the better tight end, I think a little bit more certainty at wide receiver here on their team. So team number two in the lead, team number three next, team one. And so for grading, I, I put team one more in the B-plus category, these two teams more in the A range for their drafts. Team number four, let's look at them, and they went running back heavy, but in a different way. Alvin Kamara was the first-round pick, and then they waited for round three for Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Not bad. Then they got Kareem Hunt in round five. So pretty good start to the backfield. They rounded out with Trey Sermon with some upside from the 49ers. And Tevin Coleman 
there of the Jets could have the starting back job early and a flyer on Sonny Michel if the Patriots still have plans for him as the RB6. Easily cuttable, but some very good depth at running back, and especially with the front line where you know you're going to start Hunt in the flex with Kamara and CH starting there at wide receiver. Love Justin Jefferson. I think he can have a massive year here. I think he does belong to go well ahead of Adam Thielen. I think the touchdowns are going to go in his favor. He's clearly the number one, so Love Justin Jefferson. I think he certainly belongs in the wide receiver one category. Kyler Murray, good, maybe aggressive value there in round four to come back with Kareem Hunt in round five. So pretty good at quarterback here. I think everything else is going to be a little bit weaker, but you're strong in some key spots. So Cortland Sutton, wide receiver two, cutting on him coming back from the knee injury. You have uh, Robbie Anderson as your wide receiver three, hoping that he's going to uh, be adjusted well back to Sam Darnold. In the Panthers' offense, we'll see how that goes. And Michael Gallup is your wide receiver four. Marvin Jones transitioning to the Jaguars is your wide receiver five. And an upside pick later of Denzel Mims as wide receiver six. Dallas Goddard in round seven was tight end one. And then Rob Gronkowski, pretty good depth there in round number 12. There at tight end, rounding it out, Washington football team and Jason Sanders as the two last starting spots. So let's look at this team. Kyler, I think, could have another big year and build on the passing here with some of the weapons he has. So I think Kyler's arrow points up. CH arrow points up here. Jefferson can be even better than he was last year. The question marks are certainly at the wide receivers and at tight end. Goddard is still sharing time with Zach Ertz. New offense there, Jalen Hurts. How is he going to adapt? They've got more receiving options there as well in Philadelphia. So those are concerns. Sutton, the knee injury was major as well as the quarterback issue. Anderson, quarterback issues with, again, Anderson, would Sam Darnold produce basically the last month of the season? So wide receiver, certainly in tight end are a bit of a weak spot here for this team. So not as well-rounded there as the teams that went in team two and team three, but a little bit more upside. So I would put team four there, not quite uh, on the same level. I like it, uh, having the three running backs, but it did... Uh, cause a little bit of a a trickle down and drop down at those positions. So I like team three and team two still better than team number four, but I also like team four better than team number one because of uh, having Kyler who can be the top scorer and match Mahomes, but also having that elite receiver in Jefferson and those three running backs you can start. So including team two, team three, starting running back, running back, back to back, certainly a lot of appeal there for fantasy football. All right, we've broken down four of our teams and their results in our 12-team, 17-round half-point PPR mock draft. We'll get to teams five through eight in our next segment, but I do have to remind you about Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. It's really a great time of year, even without NFLs. We wait for future props. Man, it's exciting. We have the Stanley Cup Finals. We're almost at the NBA Finals. The Phoenix Suns are waiting the winner of the Bucks Hawks series there. So we're going to crown champions there. You want to get in the action now, and you can track all the action at Bet Online. Get all the latest news and odds and information for all your sporting needs, including NFL, NBHL, MLB, and all your UFC MMA action. Before the next game start, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign up bonuses, and contest information. Do not sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get in the game. It's Teams make 
their final push to win a championship or push toward the All-Star break to get in good position there in MLB. Head to the website or use the mobile device. It's time for today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just enter the promo code Locked On. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. We'll be right back here to continue breaking down and grading our teams from our recently completed mock draft. All right, let's pick up where we left off. Team number five, uh, let's see how they did. Uh, can they stack up with the previous team? So far, team number two and three started out running back, running back, and it played out nicely for them. Let's look at team number five. Can they get into that conversation to be the best team on the board? Yeah, Saquon Barkley is your running back one. DK Metcalf, wide receiver one. J.K. Dobbins there is RB2. So Barkley and Dobbins in your backfield. DK Metcalf, Cooper Cup, and Chase Claypool right now are your wide receivers. There to start to Will Fuller, Jalen Rieger, and uh, John Brown are the rest of your wide receivers. Running back, you have James Robinson as a potential flex option, depending on who he works with Travis Etienne. You have protected Dobbins with Gus Edwards as your RB4, and you took uh, Devontae Booker as your RB5 to help ensure Saquon Barkley at tight end. It's a little weak. We waited until round 10. So you have Tyler Higby back-to-back. Uh, next round was Evan Ingram. Steelers defense, special teams. Greg Zarline and backing up Josh Allen, staying in that same division, the AFC East. Zach Wilson of the Jets. So, yeah, this team is interesting. I think uh, looking at it, uh, Barkley going to RB wide receiver. I think uh, team number four, I think Metcalf, Going in that same direction, I think Team 4 did a little bit better here, I think, overall. I mean, Kyler Murray versus Josh Allen, that's pretty close. Dobbins and Clyde Edwards-Alaire, I think Dobbins might have a little bit more upside. But Kamara, a little bit more trustworthy at this point to stay healthy and be big-time productive than Barkley. I like Jefferson a little bit better than Metcalf at this point. Cup, again, hurt by the change in quarterback here. Robert Woods could be the go-to guy here all of a sudden uh, for... Matthew Stafford, Cup had the great comes through Goff, so that could hurt. Robinson hurt a little bit by the Etienne acquisition of the Jaguars. Claypool is hit or miss a little bit. They have Will Fuller to give a little bit of depth there. Some big plays at receiver, maybe a little bit more volatile at that third receiver spot. And tight end didn't play out as well here. So, again, it's opportunity cost. If you go for something now, you're not going to get the same thing later. So, I think Team 5, again, unfortunately, didn't work out the way they wanted Again, Maeve uh, rearranged it and waited a little bit on quarterback to uh, strengthen the other positions. But overall, again, team number four better than team number five, but right now still team number two, team number three with their running back, running back start a little bit better. Now, can team six contend for the best roster? We'll see. They started with Aaron Jones and Joe Mixon. That's the backfield starting. You have uh, Damian Harris as the backup number one. A.J. Dillon to be the handcuff for one uh, Aaron Jones. We're not sure how the backup situation is going to work out for the Bengals, so they avoided that, especially with the rookie there, Chris Evans, in the mix. You have uh, James White as your RB5 behind A.J. Dillon. And then looking at uh, that, that was limited running back depth, but at least he take care of your handcuff. So I think they could have had a little bit more there than uh, addressing the Patriots' backfield a couple times as an option there. Uh, behind uh, Jones and Mixon. So that flex uh, third running back is going to be a little weak for them. But at wide receiver, you have Terry McLaurin, DJ Moore. DJ Moore, I think, appropriately wide receiver two. McLaurin should be bumped up to wide receiver one. 
T. Higgins a pretty good wide receiver three. Some depth there as well with Antonio Brown, the veteran, and Jalen Waddell as your wide receiver five, and later Emmanuel Sanders as your wide receiver six. At quarterback, Lamar Jackson is the starter from round five. Big Ben Roethlisberger, solid uh, backup there for the 14th round to play in one week. He's there. Rams defense special teams there. Zach Ertz is your second tight end behind Logan Thomas, the starter. And Rodrigo Blankenship is the kicker for this team. Now, team number six, I mean, to get Lamar Jackson that late, I think there's some potential that people are going to underdraft Lamar Jackson just based on the hype over Kyler Murray and Josh Allen, so I like that. If Mixon stays healthy, this team, watch out for them. I don't think there is a strong, quite as strong as I don't find them as reliable as team number two and number three, but Mixon could certainly have a big rebound. I think McLaurin has a lot of upside to be a wide receiver one. So watch out there. I think Logan Thomas could fade a little bit at tight end with Curtis Samuel now in the mix. Maybe a more legitimate passing game on the outside for Ryan Fitzpatrick. Wide receiver again, a little bit weak. T. Higgins also hurt by the presence of Jamar Chase. Could still be pretty good value there. But I'd say this team, I like the running back, running back start. I like the Lamar upside. So again, I think they slot here. I'm going to say... Uh, Right now, I'm leaning towards uh, team number three being the strongest, team two next, team four, and then we're looking at team six, team five, and team one. That's how I'd rank it here, there. So team team six, uh, more in the A- minus range, where I look at uh, team five, more in the B range with team number one so far. All right, let's get to team number seven and break things down, what they did. Jonathan Taylor was a great start. Running back, A.J. Brown. So a lot of upside on this team that I love. DeAndre Swift is your RB2. So Jonathan Taylor, DeAndre Swift, Travis Etienne, the rookie, as your RB3. You have Jamal Williams there of the Lions backing up DeAndre Swift. There, you've got Marlon Mack later in uh, round 16 to back up Jonathan Taylor on early downs for the Colts. There at wide receiver, Again, behind uh, A.J. Brown and C.D. Lamb. Odell Buckham Jr. could be in a big rebound mode. Then you get Tyler Boyd, who's a good value as a wide receiver four. Jamison Crowder and uh, the Lions' top receiver by default, Brashad Perryman, as your wide receiver six. So good depth at wide receiver, good options. I think Lamb could have a big year putting up the same numbers as Amari Cooper as a wide receiver two. So I think A.J. Brown in great position with Julio to take some presence off him. Tom Brady is your QB1 in round number 7. Then get Tua Tagovailoa as the backup. The tight end is the weak spot. Irv Smith and Jonu Smith are the options there for this team. Bills defense, special teams, and maybe a little bit of Buffalo or Lake Erie homerism here. You know that Tyler Bass is the kicker, so they ended up with two Bills, but hey, I mean that's the way it goes sometimes, even if you're not a Buffalo fan. Now, I do like this team a lot. I love the Tom Brady value. Again, what we've learned here, waiting for quarterbacks, and the other team that we really like, remember, is team number two. Waiting for quarterbacks later in this spot is good because you really stock things up. I mean, I love the Taylor Swift combo, not just because it's cute and it's Taylor Swift as the names of the backfield, but I do like it. Upside, upside, upside. You have Brown and Lamb, and we talked about this. They went with upside, but then they went for some rebound candidates in OBJ, an old reliable in Brady with all the weapons he had there. I think waiting for tight end. I mean, Irv Smith and Johnu, they could have a really good option there, team number seven between those two. So really like it there on this team. So again, 
into that mode, wait on a quarterback, get running back and wide receiver with upside early. Seems to be the way to go, and that's where I'm leading. So team number seven, right up there with team number two and three as potentially the best team drafting here in our mock draft. All right, let's look at team number eight and see what they did. Can they get in the mix? Tyreek Hill was their wide receiver one. Robert Woods, wide receiver two. Juju Smith-Schuster, wide receiver three. But Devonta Smith, a high-end potential wide receiver four there. And Gabriel Davis, another sleeper there as wide receiver five late in the draft. And running back Cam Akers and Chris Carson, Raheem Mostert of all NFC West backfield. Mostert could at least flex early, but if you lose that job, they have some options here to flex. Chris Carson, uh, looking at him, backed him up with Rashad Penny later in the draft. And Daryl Henderson backs up Cam Akers. So we did a very handcuffed, convenient kind of draft here with this team. And I just believe in that. I mean, again, it's a cheap insurance policy at the right time. If you believe in that system and that back, you should believe that someone's going to plug and play and get the production as well. So it's always good to do that. At... Uh, the rest of the team, you have Dak Prescott in round five for the big rebound season. You got backed him up here with Carson Wentz in round 12. So interesting Prescott and Wentz attached to each other again out of the division. And uh, looking at uh, Noah Fant as your tight end one. Then got some options there with Mike Gusecki's tight end two and then Anthony Ferkser's tight end three. 49ers defense special teams and Matt Prater rounds that team number eight. Now, interesting way this team drafted I think there are some injury concerns. There are some durability risks, obviously, with Carson and his history, Akers from last year, Dak coming off, Mostert. So there are definitely concerns in that department. That's why he had a little bit of insurance. I think that they don't have as much upside. So I like the way team number eight went early, but then things didn't play out maybe as well as they wanted, especially some question mark at tight end between Gusecki and Ferkser here. So, yeah, team number eight, Maybe closer to the bottom here along with uh, team number five. And again, reaching a little bit for the quarterback, just waiting an extra round and uh, trying to uh, address uh, running back a little earlier, I think helps in a lot of drafts. So again, team number eight falls a little short into that B, B minus range for what they did. All right, so we've assessed eight of our 12 teams here so far. We've got four more to go, teams 9 through 12. We'll do that in our final segment. I do have to remind you about Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar ever. It's a protein bar that tastes like a dessert. And this is why. I mean, they have great flavors in their core group here. Coconut, coconut, almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel. I've talked about how I much love the chocolate-leaning flavors with the brownies and double chocolate, salted caramel. That's because every bar you get from Bill Park covered in 100% chocolate, soft and easy to chew. There's something for everyone. And the only way to find out what your favorite flavor is to get in on Built Bar, and if you can't decide about trying just one, try them all because you can get a mix box. We'll get two each of their core nine flavors. They're between 130 and 180 calories with those Built Bars, 17 to 18 grams protein, between 4 and 5 grams sugar, and net carbs there with Built Bar. So you're always going to get a healthy, delicious bar with Built Bar every time. All tasty, all healthy. Order today and get whatever you like. If you like all of one bar, go for it. If you like the mix pack and the variety, go for that as well. The only place to get your Built Bars is by going to BuiltBar.com and using the promo code LOCK15. You'll get 15% off your first order. Use the promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. All right, we'll be right back here to wrap up our look at our 12-team, 17-round, half-point PPR mock draft. All right, we're... 
downed four more teams. Yeah, it's good to put this in the books. And we'll do this exercise again as we get closer to the season with our mock drafting issue. But we want to put a bow on what just happened here in our June exercise as we begin July. Can't wait. Training camps, real football on the way here to help us scout a little bit more. Now, interesting that we went through this entire mock draft and team number nine was the only one that uh, went wide receiver, wide receiver, back to back. Let's see how that played out for them here. So, Devontae Adams, Calvin Ridley, your third wide receiver is Tyler Lockett. So obviously that's going to be the strength of this team. You had Corey Davis with a lot of upside as your wide receiver four. Sterling Shepard also has a little bit of intrigue as your wide receiver five there on this team. So very low wide receiver, only no need to go deeper than five on this team. At uh, running back, you had David Montgomery and Josh Jacobs. Montgomery, I feel a lot stronger about than Jacobs at this point. Uh, even Cohen coming back, Jacobs is going to have to split with Kenny Drake. So already a little bit weak at the RB2, starting off right off the bat. And you look at uh, tight end one. They went for Kyle Pitts there, the rookie from the Falcons. David Johnson, RB3, I think that was a necessity just to make sure to have an option there early in the season. James Conner as well. Picking a piece of the Cardinals' backfield as your RB4. Added Gio Bernard as your RB5 there. Uh, Jared Cook is your tight end, too. This is a real twist, however. They need to find a quarterback, and they took Matthew Stafford. They waited the longest of all our teams. Team 10, Matt Ryan in round number 11. So Team 9, round 10, Stafford, round 11, Ryan. And then they came back to hedge their bets even more. Round 16 with Derek Carr. Last... Two picks, round 15, Saints defense, and Will Lutz kicker one. So, again, a little bit of double action here. Don't worry about, again, if the kicker and defense are on the same team. Again, you could always change up your kicker, and you'll probably stream different defenses as we get closer. So don't worry too much about that. This team, however, should worry that, uh, again, you're a little bit weak at RB2. Tyler Lockett is going to have some touchdown regression. I think what happened is you were chasing a little bit, right, to get the depth here at running back, not knowing about Jacobs. And uh, and then at quarterback, Stafford, there's some promise here to have a big season, but you're at the bottom. You're not sure exactly what you're going to get. You're not sure if you're going to get top 12 production from either Stafford, Ryan, or Carr. So that's a little bit of an opportunity cost going for the tight end pits first before filling out quarterback. And the necessity of taking... Some running back options there in uh, David Johnson and James Conner. So keep in mind, when you go wide receiver, wide receiver, you might be chasing a little bit and running back. They're fine. I mean, Adams, Ridley, Lockett, clearly the strength of their team. But a lot of other weaknesses have popped up where they're not as well-rounded. So team number nine, I put, uh, I think, at the bottom right now with just the knowing the nature of this. So again, opportunity cost that comes with going wide receiver, wide receiver, especially in a year where there's a lot of uh, workhorse backs. Team number 10 started with Nick Chubb, very good RB1. You got DeAndre Hopkins, so two elite options there, Darren Waller. So let's look at their team as a whole. You have Russell Wilson as your QB1 in round six. Nick Chubb, Miles Sanders in round four as your RB2. Uh, rounding it out there with Leonard Fournette, Latavius Murray there as your running back option. So this team ended up with only four running backs, but... That's how, that's how sometimes it plays out, and uh, just based on the values there. So keep that in mind. Uh, your quarterbacks, Wilson and Baker Mayfield, who is a 12th-round pick. Darren Waller, very solid tight end one. 
I like Brandon Ayuk, a wide receiver two with some upside. Brandon Cooks, underrated as a wide receiver three. Devontae Parker, underrated as a wide receiver four. T.Y. Hilton as a wide receiver five. That doesn't happen very often, but that's where he probably is value right now. Cole Beasley and Russell Gage. So you have some options at wide receiver. Ravens, defense, special teams, and Ryan Suckup are your remaining two. And I really like the sleeper at tight end here. Adam Troutman, he could be very valuable at some point to this team. But, again, this team is a bit underrated. Uh, I think, again, waiting a little bit longer at quarterback might have been better for this team. But, uh, yeah, you look at it, I mean, there's going to be some questions if Miles Sanders doesn't uh, kind of evolve there with the new offense for the Eagles uh, there. But Chubb, Hopkins, Waller, you have elite options there. Wilson can be in the contention for the, the top QB on the board. With some of the things I really like, Ayuk if he can stay healthy. Brandon Cooks have been underrated. Some good values at wide receiver. So I, I like this team. I, I think it's kind of the middle of the pack here. I still like teams two and three ahead, and uh, looking at uh, the upside of team number seven. But I think that team here comes after them. So you have teams two and three of the back-to-back running back teams. Team seven, team upside, and team number t- ten is just like solid value after solid value here. They didn't reach for anyone, got some good depth on their team. So pretty solid overall team. The keys are going to be Sanders having a big breakout, Ayuk staying on the field. If those two things happen, watch out. This team is going to be solid. And uh, Brand Cooks just produces everywhere he goes as a wide receiver three. Let's go to team number 11. They started with Stefan Diggs, pretty solid there. Austin Eckler in the second round. Overall, Stefan Diggs, Mike Evans, and Debo Samuel are your top three wide receivers. Here, rounded out with uh, Hollywood Brown as your wide receiver four, and kind of stuck on wide receivers. So they didn't really go back to wide receivers, so they're counting on four, so they could use a little bit more depth there. At running back, Austin Eckler taking a chance on Mike Davis to be the Falcons' lead back as coming over from the Panthers in round five. You have a uh, Depth there with Melvin Gordon in round six. So immediately got some depth Im- immediately for now uh, with uh, Javante Williams still needing to find his role. So between Gordon and Mike Davis, hoping to have some value there. You go with Philip Lindsay, who could be the Texans' lead back. And, there, and finally you added uh, Justin Jackson in round 16 to help ensure Austin Eckler's value here. So pretty interesting there. And uh, George Kittle, that's the reason. Why it wait a little bit running back. George Kittle was a luxury pick in round number four at tight end one. You backed him up with Cole Komet here in the round 13. Uh, Colts defense special teams and uh, Jason Myers is the kicker. You also have Naeem Hines giving you some depth at uh, running back as well. So there's certainly some running back options after Eckler for sure to handle that. you got to be excited about having Diggs and Evans there. So pretty good core. If Debo's healthy, just like Brandon Ayuk, watch out. I think Samuel and Ayuk could really have big seasons with Kittle. So a little bit of a 49ers feeling here with Kittle and Samuel on the same team. Something to worry about. And uh, quarterback was the interesting thing about this team, however. Jalen Hurts, Trevor Lawrence, and Justin Fields. So there's some big upside. If one of those guys pans out big time, Hertz was putting up big numbers. Lawrence has some upside, obviously, coming in as the first overall pick. Justin Fields also. One of those guys really goes off. Watch out for this team. This team waited for round eight. So I think this team has potential. It's a little bit boomer bust with certain things happening. The health of some of these players. Eckler and Kittle coming off injuries. We're not sure about Davis and Gordon's role. Debo 
injured quite a bit here. So when these quarterbacks pans out, watch out here. Um, but the front line wide receiver is exciting. I think Hollywood Brown could also have a big year there if uh, he gets the opportunity playing off those other receivers. It's a contract year for him. So again, there's some upside here. So tough to read team number 11. A lot of things are going to have to fall into place, but still some worthy stuff here. So somewhere in the middle, again, I think they could go push to be like our teams at the top here. Uh, teams two and teams three with the running back, running back. But again, every team's going to have some holes and going to have to have some things pan out. And uh, that's the thing is what you look at on draft day doesn't always apply to later because you're going to change your teams up a lot and there's going to be attrition and people that surprise and people that go down. So you want to have a good mixed portfolio when you're drafting your team. And I think team number 11 has that. Uh, we'll have to see if uh, one of those uh, quarterbacks lives up to the hat. Team number 12, the final team, will break down. They start with Zeke Elliott. I think he'll have a rebound year with Dak Prescott. Later, they got Chase Edmonds as their RB2. So that was a little bit of wait until round five. Then they have Kenyon Drake and uh, Elliott's backup, Tony Pollard. Then later at uh, running back, they added Salvin Ahmed of the Dolphins behind Miles Gaskin. Tight end, they went for Travis Kelsey early, so they just waited to take Austin Hooper late as a tight end, too. The wide receiver, Chris Godwin, round three. Amari Cooper, round four. Jamar Chase, that was their big upside pick in round six. So Godwin, Cooper, Chase, pretty good trio of wide receivers there. You also have some upside with LaVisca Cheneau and Darnell Mooney. And Al Lazard is your other receivers there. Your Bucks defense special teams, that could pay off big time. Robbie Gold at kicker. And... Finally, rounding out, Ryan Tannehill in round 8 is QB1, and round 11, Kirk Cousins as QB2. So, let's look at this team and how we thought. Tight end is always going to give you a little bit of luxury, and the only team that took a tight end with the first two picks, they were the last team to pick, is Team 12 on the turn. So, interesting, they started with Elliott and went with Kelsey. Obviously, that was weekend running back here, with Edmonds being the next best, and Drake Funny, they were in the same backfield last year. Edmonds fighting with James Conner now. Drake fighting with Josh Jacobs. So we'll see if one of those pans out. Godwin had a few injuries last year, but clearly locked in with Tom Brady. Mari Cooper gets Dak back to help his value. I think Jamar Chase could be the steal here in round six to really pump that up. So in the receiving core between Godwin, Cooper, Chase, and Kelsey, you're really strong there to make up for it. Tannehill now with Julio Jones, his value goes back up. Cousins was also pretty solid, so they're... Good depth in the streaming situation. So, again, waiting at quarterback pays off. So, I really like the way this team is headed. The wide receiver strength really, with also having the luxury of Kelsey, offset the running backs a little bit. Got good depth all around. So, I like this team. This can be competing there. So, Travis Kelsey doesn't throw off your entire draft here. But I, I think certainly what we've learned is getting the running back within the first two picks is pretty important here in 2021. You go wide receiver, wide receiver, it's going to hurt. But as long as you get that running back early, you're in good shape. And if you can get two, it's going to change the way you kind of look here. And some years you don't want to go in that direction, but this year seems like one for sure between the first and second rounds to kind of set the tone for your team. So, again, all these teams I think did pretty well. They all have a chance to be special teams, but on paper, on the surface, what we know now, there's some things separating. So, again, the running back, running back starting teams seem to have it here a little bit more than the other teams. So I like to have the hardest position to fill in good shape, and a lot of teams have that with the running backs. But certainly a lot of good wide receiver depth to wait to fill out wide receiver two and three. 
but you definitely don't want to be ignoring wide receiver one too much early. So that's important as well. So within the first three rounds, you want to get one of those top options of the wide receiver. But you can wait. There's some depth there. Running back, the true workhorses are limited, so that's where you have to lean early. Just accept it's a luxury pick. If you get someone like Kelsey, that's going to ease the burden on where you're going. And a lot of young players to look out with upside, either rookies in the second year that you want a piece of as well. And waiting on quarterback. I know the standard of the quarterback of scoring has changed a little bit, but there's a lot of good values here. And it seems like if you waited to round seven or round eight, seems like the play here for uh, quarterbacks here in 2021. And as we know, wait, don't waste picks on defense and kicker if you're still using those in your league here to round out your team. All right, there's your bonus episode here to grade our mock draft here. Teams so 1 through 12, rounds 1 through 17, what they did here on Locked on Fantasy Football. Don't forget about uh, the Locked on Today podcast. Uh, the topic today, the sun is set on the Los Angeles Clippers season. Thanks to the Phoenix Suns, who have advanced. Congratulations to them getting to the NBA Finals for the first time since 1993. Get more of the sports news you need in less time with the Lockdown Day Podcast. Follow the Lockdown Day Podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Same thing here for Lockdown Fantasy Football. This wraps up another week here for us. Uh, it is a holiday weekend, so we will see you on the flip side of that. Be safe. Be happy. Enjoy the the fourth and celebrations that come with that uh, with family and friends, whatever you're doing. But we'll be back here to talk fantasy football on Lockdown Fantasy Football for LOFF. This has been Vinny Iyer. Have a great weekend.